Welcome to Shane Barker's Marketing Madness Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about SEO and marketing. My guest today, Jeff Baker, is the CMO of Brafton, a specialist in SEO research and testing. Jeff is also a woodworker and a jogger. Listen as he talks about digital nomadism, canoe racing, traveling, SEO, and more. He shares some of his best lead generation strategies and content marketing strategies as well. So let's take this back just a few years, you know, like 40 or 50, however old you are. But where did you grow up? Like, I don't have any secret miles on me. One, one point oh. <laughs> where did you, where did you grow up? And where was your, where was the, the foundation? Yes. So I grew up uh, about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. So if you're like, you know, wine country, right? Basically, I'm like smack down the wine country. You've got sub, like, uh, it's, it's kind of rural suburban types of neighborhoods. Nothing. Everybody makes fun of me. It's like, oh, you got electricity last week. And that's, that's basically where I'm from. Where, what's the city? What's this? The city's called Rohnert Park. Oh, I know where that's at. I went, I went to a concert there. I do. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. I went there to go see uh, tribal seeds. This was about a year, year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly where you get but- yeah, 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 that's not, yeah. it's not how, I mean, you're not that, I mean, you make it sound like you're in the middle of like Pennsylvania or something like that. And yeah, like, well, people don't want the truth. They just want to be entertained. Shit. Okay. Well, there we go. Let's go. I didn't know you were going to call me out. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, this is, this is part of it. I mean, well, cause I'm in Sacramento, so I'm like not, I'm not I'm like an hour and a half from there. Give oh me. yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot you're yeah. right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the area. I'm in the area. So how big, so your family growing up, how big is your family and you're in the commune that you lived in? It's a, uh, <laughs> well, the commune I'm in now, my, oh. my replacement family, there's about 10 of us. Okay. Right? My, my actual family, I've got, uh, it's pretty small. We're all pretty local. We've got uh, Pops in Petaluma, Mom in Runner Park, <clears throat> and I've got twin brothers who are inexplicably six foot two. I'm five foot seven. I have no idea where that came from. I never get a straight answer out of anybody. Do they, do they look like your dad or no? Because no. you might have your answer. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm not here to like, I don't want to like, you know, cause some weird stuff, but you might have your answer. You, it's probably no, it's right there right. in your immediate family. I'm not saying your mom did anything crazy. I'm not saying she didn't. I don't know your mom and it's your mom. So I should probably be very ginger with this conversation, but she does. That's awesome. She listens that's, to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. There we go. This is perfect. Mom, I love you. Sorry. Anything that I said, I, I've been drinking. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so tell us an interesting fact other than the fact that you're, brothers aren't your brothers or somebody else's but anyways like give us an interesting fact anything cool fun growing up that you went through that you can tell us about uh well i mean i guess i'm a weird dude shane i'll tell you some stuff now like i whittle wood in my spare time actually i did see that did you i did did. yeah i make make jewelry i'm part of a um I'm part of a race canoe team. You know, you get six people in a canoe and you race against other people in canoes. It's like last of the Mohican style. So where do you do this at? Like, where do you race canoes? <laughs> like, I mean, so I get it like a, a river, but no, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, Petaluma River. Um, ah. it, it goes out to the bay. It just goes really long. And so you just get out there with six people and, oh my God, it absolutely kills you. I am beat by the time I'm done doing that. Oh, I can imagine. How far is like the rail, like you're in a canoe, how far does it go? What's, 
Yeah, I mean, you can go, I think we've gone up to like eight miles or so, which, which doesn't sound that much, but you're dusted by the time you're over that. I mean, you come out of that canoe and your shoulders are shredded. You're just feeling like a monster. God, that sounds like seven miles too long Party. for me. But then obviously you guys go to Laganita <laughs> afterwards and life is good again, right? You go out there and you, and you guys put on. Well, I go there first here. and then I go there oh. afterwards. Yeah. Now I can do eight miles. Okay, so I got to figure out the whole procedure first and then that makes more sense to me. Cool. And so, the drive along. Yeah. And so where do you, and now you're traveling. So you, are you like fully remote? What I mean by that is like, where, where do you, do you have a place where you live? Or do you mean what I mean by this is like, did you put your stuff in storage and just now you're doing this remote thing? Or is it like you have a place and somebody's renting it out? Like, what do we got? What's the deal? A little bit of both, to be honest, man. Like I went out to, I went and lived in Boston for six months. I got back and I decided I'm just going to sell all my shit. And I did. I sold everything except for about maybe a hundred things. And uh, from there, I just rented a cheap room. And then I, I guess about half the time, I'm traveling about half the time working remote. Sometimes it's in the States and sometimes it's, you know, way the hell out here in nowhere, Bolivia. Um, just kind of, depends on whatever comes up. But for the most part, yeah, I've sold all my stuff. I've got a home base um, that I come to when I had to re- need to rest my head a little bit. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty much fully remote. Damn, dude, I'm jealous. I gotta be honest. I, I try not <laughs> to get jealous on podcasts, but man, I, I literally, man, you're gonna have to tell me where you're gonna be at. I'm gonna come visit you. I got another buddy of mine, Adam, that uh, used to work at big commerce and he's out traveling. He's in France and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, yeah. dude, you give me your schedule. I'm going to meet you in the city for a few days and we're going to do probably <laughs> stuff that we can't talk about on podcasts, but that's awesome, man. That's awesome that you're out there hey, doing it. Meet, meet me in Guatemala. That'll be the next one. I will do that in a hot second. That was actually one of the, the countries or the, the places that my family went to and I wasn't, didn't go. I was in Costa Rica. So I, my, I do a lot of traveling myself I, back in the day and I went to yeah. school in Costa Rica. A lot of people don't know that. That's my, my little fun fact. Okay. Yeah. And so my family actually staying there. there another family. Oh dude, Costa Rica. Yeah, we- Love it with the Tikas. Yeah, good times for sure. Um, but they went to Guatemala and I, I ended up not going and it was when they were having one of the big festivals and they got the flowers. I mean, it was just absolutely stunningly beautiful. So Guatemala has been something that's been on my list for a while. I've got to, I got to look at my calendar because I'm, you know, right now the thing I do is I just try to speak in exotic locations for, you know, not a lot of money so that I can be in exotic locations. So that's been my, my excuse. <laughs> I, have a, I have a family, you know, so I got a wife and my wife's super understanding. She's like, yeah, go get in a van and go do your thing. Like I'll just come visit every once in a while. Like she's a, you know, she knows I'm kind of a free, I'm raised by, raised by hippies, bud. Like I'm, I'm California. Like family was like, my dad lives in Davis. I mean, you do the math on that. Like if you know Davis, it's like, we're not, you know, so I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, now I have, now I have like a, you can't see it, but I have a bracelet that actually is worth some. It's, you know, usually I've, I've got the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hippied out, man. I'm, it's little reggae. I told you, listen, I went to reggae at a concert in your hometown, buddy. I like man, it. I got the radio thing going on too. Oh yeah. That's man. it. That's beautiful. Sorry, I know this podcast. podcast, everybody. I know. Yeah, I got, still, he's got all kinds got all kinds of jungle vibes. For sure. I mean, that's that's awesome. I knew that we were we were gonna be like jungle brothers one day. So that's awesome. So how did you so what I, I'm gonna where so where did you go to college? Did you go to college in California as well? Yeah, I went to Sonoma. Well, I went to the Santa Rosa JC. Uh-huh. You know that. And then right across the street from that is Sonoma State University. Yeah, I mean, it is like the hippiest of hippiest college. Like, you, oh, yeah. It's almost a requirement that you have to recycle your sandals at the end of the day. I guess. There we go. And that's, and that's good for the earth, right? That's, that's all we care about. Good. And then how did you, what did you, what did you go to school for? What was your degree? I went for marketing. 
That was actually one of the rare people that actually went, yeah, got the degree and then, and absolutely used none of it, man. Like there was absolutely nothing in that market, in those textbooks that applies over to digital marketing. Isn't it crazy? I mean, but when did you graduate though? Let's say, let's, what year? Uh, I don't know. It took me a long time. I graduated like 10 years after high school. So so 34. (laughs) It it took me 10 years. (laughs) We're literally oh, like, yeah. I, Jesus. They called me doctor. We might, we might have the same, <laughs> we might have the same dad or something. Like I'm nervous to tell you what my dad's real name is. Cause we might have some really, I mean, look at Baker and Barker. I mean, there's just one letter missing. We could be, who knows, man. I know it's a lot of reality. I'm glad we're sitting down. Cause it's just like, it's a lot to take in right yeah. now. Um, so how did you, I mean, how did you jump into the SEO space? Like what, what, how did that come about? Like, I mean, I guess what, what was your journey out of college, right? So you're in, a, in, you know, in Sonoma, which is awesome. Great wine country, hippies everywhere, you know, love, peace journey. So what, like, how did you jump into the SEO space? Like, did you jump, you know, bleed into San Francisco and start doing some stuff there? Or what was your journey? Totally randomly. I mean, it was, it was completely unintentional. So I, I joined a, I joined an agency. It was like a startup made up of McKinsey alums. So they're like um, mm-hmm. a bunch of business consultants, Consultants, right? yeah. Oh God, the most arrogant bunch. Of, so I was doing the internal marketing for them and I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I came in all cocky thinking I was going to do like, you know, print guerrilla marketing on bus <laughs> at, on bus signs and all that crap, you know, and then quickly found out that marketing is digital marketing now. And uh, they, they put me to task doing some, I think it was like meta descriptions or something. This was years ago. This was like eight years ago or so. And I thought, damn, this is pretty cool. You know, pulling together spreadsheets of search volume, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, like I just kind of at my work, worked on my own blog for about six months. (laughs) So I basically created my own website and just screwed around in there, you know, put Google analytics in there, tested different combination of keywords, targeting and different types of uh, content writing. And um, just kind of, learned as I went. And from there, it's just like, I love SEO because it's a perfect combination of like a little bit of math and psychology, you know, and it's like, it's a game. Just looking in Google, you can see all these patterns and all these behaviors. It's like, it's like artwork, you know, and you can, you can start to figure out what people are thinking and why they're not thinking the things you want them to think, you know, and how to change it so that, um, so you can get them to do the things that you want them to do. So that really, that really called to me early on, just that combination that you can see the wins really, really easily. Well, it's funny. So that's because you're, you're obviously very much a creative, right? I mean, so that's like, that's, what's interesting is like, I love talking to fellow people that do SEO because of like what their background is and what they do. Right. Cause people get into it for different yeah. reasons. I, I'm in, I like doing SEO stuff because I like, I like the competition of it, right? I like to be able to say like half the time it could be a keyword that I know somebody else is going after and I can get number one for it. Then for me, it's just like, I feel better about it at night that I've just slapped, slapped somebody down to the number two spot, right? <laughs> of course, when I get slapped down to the number two or number three spot, I'm like, hey, you little bastards, I'm going to come back and I'm going to you know, spam you or I'm going to come after family or something, right? I mean, because it's got to take it <laughs> You want to dunk on them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a- you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing. It's funny that, 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 because it is, SEO is a, it's a science, right? I mean, we'll have the idea of when you put in everything together of how you put that together and how you get people to react to that. So it is definitely, that is interesting. Yep. So when, so you went from there, so you were working with all the, your super cool friends from McKinsey um, that you're probably still friends with. It sounds like today. Um, and then yeah, what did you, what was the, your Facebook friends for sure. Um, so what was the next step? <laughs> 
<laughs> so next step from there was I moved on to Brafton where I'm at now and it's been about seven years or so. I started off as a, like an account strategist. So we were doing content marketing in the heyday of content marketing. Mm-hmm. Remember just volume, volume, volume. And it worked is these companies were getting, I don't even know, 10,000 words a month and it worked. And, um, my role was to like manage the account and to do the do the strategy. So looking through the web analytics, looking through the keyword targeting, all, all the stuff that you would do in-house, but doing it for like 40 clients, right? Yeah. So from that point, it's just kind of, that was exactly where I wanted to be because it gave me an opportunity to see so many different sets of, of data. Like I've seen maybe 400 different Google Analytics accounts and different patterns of behavior. And you can start to pick up like, what's what's messed up what's working well what's not working well that kind of thing downside is you have to work with clients which is you know heard about them not my favorite yeah i heard about them a few times huh yeah, you got yeah. great clients. i've heard you've got the best clients in the world minor minor super left. awesome yeah yeah so all my clients that left i'm glad you left by the way if you're listening to this i'm glad you left. Yeah. i don't miss you at all because i found a better client that pays on time and loves me and understands the value in what I do. Sorry. <laughs> it's like a little commercial. I feel better. God, I feel better. That was like a good? moment. Yeah. Is I, there I, any more you need to No, okay. I mean, I'm just, to unpack anymore. We can, we I can just, go. I just blacked out for a second. I'm glad I came too. Cause <laughs> I like literally just lost it. Like little Irish lost it. And then I'm now I'm back. We're good. Yeah, I saw so, that. Your eyes kind of glazed over a little bit there. I, I don't even remember it. I'm not sure what happened. That's the reason why I do video on this too, so that I can rewind and go, what happened? I'm like, I'm Shane lost it again <laughs> on the podcast. He started crying. He gets real emotional about it, especially when he talks about SEO and stuff. But so yeah. think of Brafton. So you've been at Brafton for what, seven plus years now? Seven years, yeah. So seven years, I was working with clients for about four years at some capacity. And then um, I moved in-house and now I'm... Uh, officially CMO of the company. So I run, I'm fully in house. I just run the marketing for the company, but like really where I like to get to is using the website. as like a testing ground to try new things. And that's what I've done over the last couple of years. I just kind of use raft.com as a testing ground, which works really good because it gets a lot of traffic and you can learn yeah. really quickly working and what's not working. So I've done quite a few SEO research studies, which have benefited me on one hand where I can get these things published on, like I got published on Moz like three or four times last year. And then a lot of that information we're able to incorporate into sales decks and we're able to get to, to pitch clients and answer different questions that they come up with. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, the content, so it's funny, we, we, as in myself, have invested in content marketing about probably eight years ago. We started doing that. I mean, now yeah. we do a heavy content as well. Not as probably not as big as well. How big is Brafton? Like how many employees do you guys have around? I think we're around 100, 120 okay. maybe. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Gotcha. They're pretty, pretty distributed, like similar to, uh, yeah, well, me, most, most people are working remote. But oh, really? So most people are remote. I didn't know that. Yeah, most of what they do, they can do remote, you know. A lot of them are production people. They're, you know, writers, they're um, illustrators, yeah. videographers. Makes sense. Really, the only thing that pins you down in your seat is the videographers when they have to shoot something in the studio. Other than that, yeah, you can pretty much do it anywhere. That's awesome. And I was going to kind of ask you about that because obviously you're out traveling right now, right? And so getting work done and getting things done. I mean, I my whole team's remote as well, right? I had a past company of 130 employees that was all in-house and I was like, I'll never do that again. So now it's nice because I can go anywhere. I can travel, I can do this and my team's all, you know, project management software and everything like that. It makes it easy to be able to, to get it going and, you know, you can access software anywhere and all that as long as, like you said, as long as I don't have to do video or do anything that I need to be on location, 
um, you know, yeah. it's kind of the, the world is your oyster. So, I mean, I am a little jealous that you're out running around like that in another country right now and I'm not running around too. So it's, um, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll, I'll, I'll medicate myself. Be careful. Be careful. I might be that six, one guy with a red beard that comes, gives you a hug and be like, Hey, I made it. You're like, you are crazy. I can't believe you walked here from Sacramento. You get it, Shane. You get it. So tell us a little bit, some of the stuff, cause obviously you, you're big on the analytics side of things, right? You like testing. Obviously, Brafton was a great, like a, a test place for you because you got to get a lot of traffic, right? The idea of an A-B test, you have to get some traffic and see what's working. So tell us a little bit some of the lead generation strategies that you've done, that you've implemented at Brafton that have been like a success. Like, I mean, obviously, I know you guys have case studies and stuff on the website, but give me, is there anything like you're like, hey, this is some cool stuff that we've been working on. We tried this and this was phenomenal. Is there anything you can, any fun stuff you can give us? Yeah, I mean, mainly it's the big two. It's organic search and it's email marketing. So many people just blow email marketing. They either ignore it or they don't do it right. And it's just, um, it, it's it's sad because it's such it's such a huge revenue driver. I mean, it's, it's one of the few opportunities where you can get the exact message you want right in front of the exact audience you want and yeah. you can actually nurture it. So that's something that we, probably the first thing I tackled when I went in house was just to bolster that a little bit. But really my baby, I love email, but my baby was organic search. So about two, two and a half years ago, went through, took an audit of the entire website. And a lot of the commercial landing pages that we had were like, they were really informational intent, you know? So it was driving a lot of people that were, you know, how do I learn how to do content marketing? That kind of stuff. Nobody buying anything. So the first phase was just changing all of the keyword targeting to commercial intent, buying types of keywords. And that gave us our first bump. But really what gave us the, what really gave us the huge bump. And we think like maybe five X all of our leads was using a new technique for writing content. Really. Um, we, started writing content in a way where you take a keyword and then you would start writing to all of the main topics that all the main competitors are talking about, right? So you write the most comprehensive piece of content available on the web for that particular keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do a better job of ranking for it. And as a result of doing that, we've done it with all of our core landing pages. And we've also done it with our blog. And after doing that, it's, it's, I think 5X about our leads. So it's it's kept up with the traffic. As the traffic has gone up with mm-hmm. in, increased keyword rankings and additional variant keywords, since then we've actually been able to maintain the amount of leads that we get in. So like we talked about before, that's, that's the win that I feel. I love the email marketing. It's my baby, sure. But seeing those keyword ranking explosions and then coming in all the leads coming in afterwards, that's what really did it. Yeah. And that, but how do you, that's kind of the question of the day. So when you see that, obviously over time, when you see those, that that organic traffic and you see those things coming through, it's obviously phenomenal. How much, how much traffic are you guys getting a month approximately on on Brafton? Um, let's see. When I, when I started, we were at about 25,000 sessions a month and now we're around a hundred to 110,000 a month. So closing in around about a million a year. Nice. That's beautiful. That's a long way to go. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a jump. There's just a long way to go though. I mean, when you look at the big players in the space, you know, backlink go Neil Patel, they're, they're absolutely blowing everybody out of the water. So we, we want to set our sights higher. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it's always, 
Yeah, I just, I was just at a conference and Neil was speaking there. We had a little conversation afterwards. Um, I only went and talked to him because I was beating him out with some keywords. So I wanted to let him know that he's losing a, a few different areas. <laughs> How did he uh, like that? Yeah, he's pumped. He loves that kind of stuff. He loves it when I come and talk trash. So not always. It's not, you know, anyways, it, it was fine. We, work, we were able to work it out. But um, so it's cool, man. So it's, you guys have seen some big strides there in regards to like kind of like read the how you guys put your content out or the type of content you guys put out for more intent right the people that are looking yep. for your services yep that's it that's awesome that's awesome so what i mean i see obviously since you've been working with brafton for so long and, and you like what what are and you kind of touched on neil patel and obviously brian and backlinko like what are some other companies that you feel are kind of crushing it from like a content and seo perspective that put a good combination of that together because you know, it's funny, you look at like Brian's strategy versus Neil's are two very different strategies, right? I mean, you have Brian that puts out yep. content like whatever, once a month, whatever it is, it's, it's very inconsistent, but he puts out these big, crazy, you know, pillar pieces, right? And Neil probably puts out a lot more consistent yep. stuff, but then the revamping of his content, like, what do you, like, what have you, like, what other companies, what other people, individuals do you see that they're like, man, that you think they're doing a phenomenal job? They're kind of on your radar. <sighs> Um, I mean, we've, we've always been kind of following content marketing Institute, probably not quite as much now. Um, I mean, they were, they were the, the initial jump into the space, right? They, they kind yeah. of define the space. So we initially set them as, as like the benchmark that we wanted to achieve. Um, and then since then, yeah, I, what I really like about like the Neil Patel's and about the, uh, you know, Brian's pieces is there, it's really getting at what Google's looking for. I mean, he's doing these step-by-step. Step. This is exactly how you do it. Um, here's the process that you can follow along with me and here's the results kind of thing. Yeah. You know, Cause now when I look at, if I look at search engine, I'm just going to start bashing them, uh, whatever search engine journal, search engine land. I'm looking at like media publication. I'm not really looking at, yeah. um, I'm not looking at something that's, that's going to give me the tools that I need to really take my business and make a big dent in it. You know, I'm, I'm reading lists like, right. They want, they want yeah. 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 They're not, it's not where you're, yeah, that's exactly it. Well, and I, you know, I send that not to talk bad about them because I, I do write for them, but you know, um, like ink Oops. is one of those ones <laughs> that it's like, yeah, there we go. I'll just say it. Yeah. Um, so I probably will never be able to write for them again, but you know I mean? A lot of the stuff that I, you know, I read this like, Oh, the three things that Elon Musk did to become a billionaire. And I'm like, why am I clicking on this? And I click it on it. It's like, focus. He focused and he like drank tea and then he, you know, stays up for 12 hours. And I'm like, meditated on a mountain while eating yeah. four activated almonds. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. With, yeah. with three goats. So I'm like, Oh, yeah. the goats. Okay. I don't have goats. That's probably why, but um, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's interesting when you see that. Cause it's like, obviously some of them are higher. Well, I mean, what's getting more of an education side of things and less about like just putting out content to put out content. Like I've seen that with Huff, Huffington post just recently. It started doing a lot more news stuff. I don't know if it's just on my radar or why that is. I don't remember that before because they were doing so. Anyways, it just kind of seems, I don't know. I mean, people make a, make their their switch in regards to content because of whatever they're looking for, right? Whatever that's impressions and they want to sell ad space or the, whatever that is. So, you know, they have certain numbers that they have to hit. And I guess it's, you know, everybody has different, you know, KPIs or things that they have to, you know, be able to go to the higher ups and say, hey, we're doing this and we generate more traffic or whatever that may be. Um, so cool. So what are, I mean, so there's, so you got Neil Patel, you got Brian. So is there anybody else? And you said yeah. the Institute. Of course, we're all, we're all following Rand Fishkin, right? And Spark Toro, his, um, his campaign against Google, which is, which is cracking me up, man. He's, he's basically built an entire case for Congress. Have you been following the things that he's been? 
I interviewed Rand a week ago. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, he was. Yeah. He's, he's a fun um, interview, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's, well, this is what's funny. So this is, and, and people, if you haven't listened to the interview with Rand, you're going to have to listen to it. But this is what's funny about Rand. I had a crazy story about him. And so um, what happened was, this was, I don't know how many years ago, I'm terrible about like remembering years, like seven, eight years, 10 years ago, whatever it was. It was at Dreamforce. And I was with my wife mm-hmm. and we were eating. It was like a Mel's Diner type deal. And so Rand and all these other speakers were over there. And I knew that this was before, I'm not saying I'm a thought leader, but this was, I was just beginning doing stuff. So I was like trying to figure things out. I was not on anybody's radar. I wasn't even on my own radar. Right. And so, um, and I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy all of their dinner and we're just going to leave. I'm not even going to tell them who it was. My wife's like, why would yeah. you do that? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. So I went up to the waitress and I said, I'm going to buy all of their dinner. Don't tell them it was me. Like you, like if they ask you, be like, I don't know. It was random. Like I have no idea. So I bought their dinner and I left. Mm-hmm. Never brought it up again. And so my yeah. brother who used to work at creative live, which you know, out of San Francisco. So he came to me and he's like, this is years ago. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to interview Rand Fishkin. And I was like, Oh, I got a crazy story about Rand. So I was telling him this. Well, my brother ends up not telling him the story because they were trying to work out a deal. It didn't work out a deal. Or maybe they did do something. Anyways, it didn't come up. And, um, yeah. and so Rand was like, yeah, we'll be on the podcast. I was like, it's awesome. I was like, dude, I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to see if he remembers. So we're on there and he's, his uh, wife's name is a Joanne, Jodine. Yeah. So yeah, she, yeah. I guess the, she was right next to him. And I, so I said, Hey man, I said, I got to bring something up with you because I brought it up with my wife and my wife really doesn't remember it. She goes, I don't remember you buying dinner for anybody. And then I'm thinking in my head, like, can I imagine this? Cause this, you know, I mean, that's possible. Like, you know, it's, I've had a lot of craft beers in between those times. Like there's, you know, maybe got head trauma. Maybe I hit something, I fell. And I think that I did this for Rand. I don't know. Right. So probably all in the same night. Probably, it probably was one night, um, which thank goodness there wasn't a lot of social media at that time. But anyways, so <laughs> what happened? So I, I bring it up. It's like, hey, do you, there was like a thing at Dreamforce. And I go, this is going to be really weird. I have no idea why I did this, you know, and I'm setting this thing up. And I'm sure he's sitting down going, oh God, like, what is this? Where is this going to go? And I said, somebody bought, it was like a Mel's diner and somebody bought your dinner and, and you guys never knew who it was. He goes, you got to be kidding me. He goes, I totally remember that. He goes, hey, Jodine. <laughs> Um, like, do you remember this one time? She goes, oh my God, I do remember that. Well, what they did yeah. is they went and bought the person next to him's dinner and they left. So no they kidding. kept it going. Yeah. So I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what point it stopped, but I thought that was super awesome. And I, I still to this day don't know why I did it other than I didn't think I was like, Hey, one day I'll have a podcast or be on there and I'll bring it up and it'll be super awkward and, and cool. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just telling you that because it was, we had a great conversation about you know, once again, Google and you know, the what's going on there. And he's like, God, I really wish they weren't doing this. And they're saying this and saying that I was like, somebody's ready to take on the big dog, which, you know, I do appreciate. Um, I've done that in my past. And this, it was actually a whole nother business that I had. And I got sued mm. by six, I got sued for $65 million and had to fight the attorney general. Whole nother conversation. Oh yeah, dude. So I, I, I was, hold on. Give me, give me, give me 60 seconds. I'll give you. So the, the, Nobody, I've never talked about this on the podcast, actually. So the quick 60 seconds is I had a business and what I was doing was I was suing banks for people that were taken advantage, taken advantage of during the mortgage crisis. So elderly people, people that speak another language that didn't have people translating them when it comes to loan docs. And so we built this company and we were, we, I mean, I had 14 to 1700 lawsuits against Bank of America, Wells Fargo, big banks. Whoa. So I was going after the big dogs. So, but I was young and I was like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing good work because I'm, I'm helping people out that we're taken advantage of, but there's a lot more to it in theory. Yeah. That's what I thought. But the funny part was, I mean, it's a crazy long story. There'll probably be one day that I'll 
write a book and do a movie about it. Like seriously, it's that crazy of a story. But the reason why I was doing it was to help people. And of course I was making money, right? But it just got, when you, when you go up against the big dogs, right? When you're going, I'm going up against people that have billions of dollars or attorneys or like werewolves that like don't sleep and just eat flesh. I, I was this young little <laughs> lamb that was like, oh, this is great. I'm helping all these people. And then, you know, so that's another, we'll talk about another conversation, but yeah. So, I mean, I think Rand is, you know, I'm, I'm, and I think he's built like that where he can get in there, but he's just got to know that when you start, you know, you go up against a big dog, you just got to be a little careful because there's, there's a PR side of things. And then there's just the other side of things that you just never know what that means. So, you know, shout out to bank of America and your black vehicles that followed me around for, for six months. <laughs> shout out to you guys. That's why I'll be in Bolivia here in about two weeks. There's a random accident in Bolivia. Just know they found me again. So, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's funny. So finally I, I bring up this one story that I was never going to tell anybody. And then Jeff Baker just pulls it out of me. Um, so cool. So what other, what are, yeah, I know, there we go. Uh, we knew this was going to be that type of podcast. So what are some other things you see like in the marketing space, like any kind of emerging trends? Is there anything that you see that you're like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like, I know we did the podcast and we talked about influencer marketing. I know you're a huge fan of influencer marketing. I know you just you want to get that influencer marketing tattoo. Do you want to be an influencer? I get it. You just want to, you know, go out there and you you want your wood to be famous, which sounds super weird when I say that out loud. I meant would work. Be famous. I know. This is the worst. We're going to have to edit that. Please edit that last (laughs) part. Just kidding. Don't edit it. Keep it going. Um, But what do you see like any emerging trends? Is there anything that you see that you're like, hey, we're looking, you know, Brafton's looking at this or this is something I think is kind of interesting. Is it like AI? Is it, you know, machine learning? Or is there anything else even outside of all the the shenanigans of that fun stuff? Is there anything that's on your radar? you're going to, it's going to blow your mind, but it's influencers. <laughs> yes. Dude, those guys are crazy and they're growing. Yeah, but look, look, not, not in the way, not in the way that people think of like getting a model to pose in front of a Stoli bottle, you know, but I'm talking about like mm. actually how to go about creating a network and kind of creating like your own Rolodex of friends with content that you're creating and coming up with a, a good system to get people, very strong influencers in whatever space you're writing towards to contribute to an article, to give a quote to an article, to join a podcast, which is one of the main reasons why I host a podcast is because it's a very, very good way to network and make some good friends, right? For sure. Um, I see that on on a very like a very small level that builds up to a really big level. So we do this with like every single blog post that we create, every survey that goes out, we're going to figure out who the top influencers are in that space. I mean, sometimes we just know it intuitively. You just know that, you know, SEO equals Rand equals Cyrus. But other times you can just hop into um, BuzzSumo and see who the top mm-hmm. influencing sharers are or something. And we'll just knock on the door and say, hey, do you want to uh, contribute to this piece? Um, and hey, a lot of times, you know, about half the time it's, it's pretty... Um, it's flattering. People want to, they want to contribute. They want to be on the podcast. They want to talk about themselves. I love talking about myself right now. It's great. Right. Yeah, uh, sure. So I, I see this as a, as a virtuous cycle that doesn't get utilized enough because it just keeps building on itself. First, you get more authority with every piece that you create. Second, you get um, a much wider share. Like you get their audience as well, because there's a good chance that they're going to share with their audience. And third, you might even make a friend that's going to share your stuff down the road too. So I, I really see this as something that's completely underutilized. Um, Andy Crestadina put out a good article on this. I, was it an article? I don't know. I saw him post something on this recently. And it was, um, 
maybe it was at MozCon. I think it was at MozCon. Um, and it, it was like dead on with the direction that we're moving. So that's, that's been my, that's been my excitement over the last couple of months here. Just really putting together solid systems for that. What I think is, isn't that how we first met? I think, I, I think it, when you were oh saying God, that, because when you were saying that, I was like, I just had to, I gotta go look this up because I, because I have written for you guys and we, we did, I don't know what webinar, I don't know what it was. I can't remember what it was, but and I just was looking and I'm like, look at your little February 4th, 2018, my friend. We've been friends for yep. a long ass time. So yeah, it was Lauren and Allie and all these. Other. So anyways, I just was looking at that when you were saying that I was like, they're definitely doing that strategy for a little while. Cause I know I was a part of it a little, cause I was going to give you a hard time about, Oh, why haven't you reached out to me? And I was like, Oh, but maybe they have. So we got to be, you know, <laughs> so I get it. So it was, I was early part of that. I was an early part of you guys' early process. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Proud of that. Hopefully well, we you guys were, fly to the moon. First person we, got. we were, you were the first person we got. Was I really? We were just, yeah, yeah. We, we, we just kind of jumped right into it and we made a list of the people that we wanted to target. You were in in that list and we shot you a note. I don't think, what, what was it? We, I think we just wanted to get an interview with you and you jumped right on it. We're all, damn, this is a, this is a great idea. We should do this more often. I'm an easy win, man. I, I really am. I'm not, I put up like no fight. I'm like, oh, interview. Can I, people talk about me? Can I talk about myself? No, dude. I'm like, <laughs> You know, other people are like, well, I don't really know. Let me ask some questions. I'm like, dude, let's interview. Let's chat. Let's whatever we need to do. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you guys even came with a little cartoon character of my face or something. I do remember I mean, this is all coming your, back to me because yep, it made me look you you young. Yeah, I'll take a character. <laughs> I think I was shared the hell out of that thing. I was like, man, look at this. I'm, Mom, think, look, I'm in a cartoon. Yeah, I don't think no, you had a beard. I think you had a small no. all the time. I literally, I literally probably took me two years to grow this beard. And this is where we're at today. So like the full beard that nobody can see. It, uh, Nobody you, can see you, it you, Sorry, you, Sorry how, how quickly can you bo- grow a beard? Like, just brag. How fast? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could get a decent looking beard in about a month. Dude, you're, I, don't even, I hate you. I'm, and I did just say that out loud. I, I mean, the thing for me, like I, this is literally taking me two years. And if I was to shave it, you can't see it as a podcast, but if I was to shave it, there's parts under here that they just, they have to overlap, like for it to look like any, if not, it looks like I'm, it looks like I've had, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a delicate balance, but it's a delicate balance to be able to, to stay this strikingly good looking with a red beard. So, you know, it is what it is, but let's, yeah. let's, I mean, I know that we're, we can talk about, you know, how awesome we are and the beards and everything. And I know that we could probably do a whole nother <laughs> podcast about that, but what are three tools that you guys use or that either yourself individually or even at Brafton? What are some, what are three tools that you're like SEO tools that you're like, Hey, these are like, we, we can't live without these. Um, I usually do use multiple tools. That's a good question. And the reason I figure is because I don't think there's any one tool that does everything great. I think there's yeah. most tools do one thing pretty well. And a lot of times they don't overlap. So <clears throat> for instance, I love Moz's keyword research tool. I think it's, I, I actually did, uh, that was one of the studies I published on Moz was ranking keyword difficulty tools and figuring out which ones actually correspond the most with rankings, which are most mm-hmm. accurate. So I love using them for keyword difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like using them for backlink checks. I think it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit behind hrefs, which I like looking for, for backlinks. Um, and I also use their keyword research tool as well. Um, and then sometimes if I just want to get like a very high level glance at a landscape, I'll look at SEMrush. I think that's what they're best at. Like if you just want to take a look at where do I match up against other competitors in my space, what kind of keyword overlap, I use SEMrush. Yeah. Well, we use, those are the tools that we, I mean, there's a lot of tools, of course, everything. I, I agree with you. There's certain things that we use for certain things and certain, you know, it's like 
you can look at one, they say, hey, there's 5,000 searches, and the other one, there's like, there's 2,200. It's like, mm, okay, I mean, all right, so we got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, None I mean, it's, it's just a general idea, but yeah, it's like, okay, well, I think it's somewhere in this vicinity. Yeah. I think it should be fine, but... Um, so what other, are there any other projects that you're working on these days? Is there any, any other cool stuff? I mean, obviously Brafton is always an ongoing project and always looking to drive more traffic and get more people there. Are there any other, do you have any other side projects or can you not talk about it because you're in Bolivia or whatever? Like I'm doing, it's like, I, there's a project I can tell you, like, are you building a secret canoe or something with Elon Musk? Like, come on, just tell us, like, give us the goods, man. Like, don't just like a uh, well, fast I got, canoe. I got one a musk canoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. Um, I got, I got two things. One thing personal, I'm working on a, um, I was here in Bolivia and I was trying to think of, uh, I was actually just trying to Google search. I wanted some sort of workspace online where people could work together in a sprint, like everybody working together in a sprint, like a, in a motivational, in a motivational type of way, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of like the energy that I'm looking for where it would show, okay, you've got, 2000 people online. You've got a timer going for like 52 minutes. I'm going to hammer through this, this project that I'm working through. And you can see everybody else like on a map that's all lit up where they're working and you see all the task lists going into a feed. I was hoping that I was going to find something like that. And there's absolutely nothing. There's hmm. like no global sprint group or, or uh, tool or app or anything that, that does that. So I'm building that because I was like, yeah, we should probably, we should probably get one of those things. So that's personal one. Uh, from a Brafton standpoint, I've built uh, just recently, I'm kind of stupid with spreadsheets, but I figured out just enough how to take a whole bunch of keyword tools and weight all of the different metrics that they will populate into one simple grade um, that will tell you in massive keyword lists, what are the most viable options for you? So you can import hrefs, keyword finder, Moz, like the search volumes, it's gonna take the average of those. It's gonna take the, it's gonna take the, um, which I think the square root of their um, search difficulty scores. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna take um, basically the organic click-through rate, SERP features, all that stuff into account. And it's going to aggregate that all together and just give you one score. And it's just a really quick and dirty way to tell you, like, of this list, what are the viable keywords? So I just finished Ooh. putting that thing together. A little bit clunky, but um, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. excited, but I don't Well, the thing is, is it's like, I mean, you know, like um, HubSpot was pretty famous for having, like, these kind of, you know, unique tools that you could do this and check a headline or whatever that may be. Those kind of things can drive some really a good amount of traffic. I guess depends on if it's the right type and what kind of intent it is. But I think there's, you know, where people can go, hey, I want, you know, I don't really know how to use all those tools, but it'd be nice to know that I'm at a B plus for this for whatever reason, right? Or I'm a B minus or, and why is that, right? So I think there, there's some huge value in that if you're not a major SEO person that wants to look at all these different things in spreadsheets and try to figure out the one magic keyword that's going to index well in your competition and how you're going to be able to beat them out and how many backlinks you need and all the other things that go into that. I think it simplistically, I think it makes sense to be able to say, okay, this is kind of where we're at. And then maybe you give more information or for if you want us to write these 10 blog posts because and get you into an A position instead of a B position, then we can do that. Or however you guys would turn that into business, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the whole thing, the whole idea was just to simplify a very complex process. Gotcha. So, and, so and, just using it internally, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it next. So. so do you think, and did you think that was because of these, like kind of these incubators that you're in these, like where you're going to these cities and these hanging out with these people? Is it because of that? You said, I want to, you know, I want to take what I'm learning here and, you know, in person and, and put it online. <laughs> It really was. I mean, yeah. you're basically in a group of people that do all kinds of random stuff. 
you know, we've got, uh, we've got developers here. So if I got an idea, which is usually bad, I'll go to the developer and say, Hey, is this a bad idea? And they'll say, yes, that's a terrible idea. You know, you've got uh, graphic designers and, and basically you can contribute something like, Hey, I'll help you do a little bit of keyword research and just take a look at this idea I've got, you know, and these, these ideas come up and they die really quickly, but some of them actually, actually make sense and, and make it into something. So that's, yeah, it's, that it's is, pretty inspiring. That is really you know, interesting. And, it's, yeah. and what is the, what is the name? What's it? What's it? I'm going to look into it. It's called Wi-Fi tribe. W I F I T R I B E dot, dot co. Gotcha. And so it's a, and really what is it? What do you do? Like you pay monthly and then you can go to different areas. You just got to pay to get there. And then you're like, it's accommodations are taken care of because you're a member or how does it work? It. Yep, That's remember, it. so basically you just pay for your, yeah, you pay for the accommodations. You Basically, you get two things. You get a good place to live and you get good internet. Like right now, I'm, I'm podcasting from Bolivia where I'm they're surrounded by dirt roads and nothing around me, you know, so there's a guarantee you're going to get good internet. Um, the rest of it is completely unstructured, which is what I like about it because you can mm. pretty much set your own schedule. It's not like, you know, going to Disneyland, you know, it's a little bit more rugged than that. You get with the people, you meet them, and then you just start to figure out, hey, we want to do this. We want to do that kind of thing. And are you there for any set amount of time? Is it like, Hey, 30 days, you know, to kind of get everybody to be able to merge and gel and work together or what's, uh, is there any kind of parameters? Yeah. Each chapter is about a month, four weeks or so. And, um, yeah, and it's just, uh, they've got a calendar on their website and you can just choose different locations based on what's available. Like I think they had Kenya, Oman. It's like, you see one of these places like, Hey, I want to do this one. You sign up for it and you go you buy your plane ticket. You've got a good place to rest your head at night and you got good people and you've got internet and you just work. So it's basically just a normal work week in a different country. And then you go and screw off on the weekends. That's freaking awesome. Well, that's kind of what I did in Costa Rica. It was like I schooled during the week and then you know, the weekends we would go travel. Right. I and mean, that was, that was the goal. So that's kind of the living. Live what part of Costa Rica were you in? I was in actually in San Jose. I was in the main part yeah. of like the, the capital. And then we would just go yeah. to Paco and Jalisco. I mean, we'd, I'm not, uh, we'd go everywhere. I mean, so at that point it was just whatever we could go to on the weekends. Um, and then during the week I was there for school, but I was there to learn Spanish. So I actually lived there with a family that only spoke Spanish. Um, the little girls okay. had like three words of English. And I mean, this was 20, 20 years ago. So it was a little bit, you know, this was yeah. a little, little while ago. And I, my Spanish is good when I get to a certain country, I start to, it starts to come back to me, but you know, I didn't haven't used it as much as I would have liked to, you know, over the new, over the last few years, last probably 20 years actually. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm excited about those kind of a deal, like a 30 day type situation. I mean, I, I'm pretty crazy in the sense, like, I mean, I had a start, there was a startup. They were like, Hey, we want to hire you, but we want you to come live with us. And I lived with a startup for six yeah. months. That was literally like really? 20 miles from my house. Yeah. I saw my wife like maybe once a week. <laughs> You know, I did consulting in the East Coast where I was like there for six months. I was in Florida and yeah. Charleston and I was all over. My wife would come out and visit me, but I'm, she knows I'm kind of a free spirit like that. Like, I'm like, hey, like I'm literally looking at where I can go all the time. Like, I'm like, hey, where can I go and jump? And of course I want my wife to go with me, but if she can't make it, she knows yeah. I'm going to, I'll put on some skates and I'm, you know, you're going to come visit or we're going to FaceTime or something, <laughs> but I'm going to end up somewhere. So, um, yeah good travel deals. I'm following a few of these little travel people that, you know, get hacks and do this and do that and just trying to find yeah, the right sure. one. But yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure, man. That's, I'm going to definitely look into that because that's kind of in, it's intriguing to me other than I'm doing heavy, heavy real estate stuff right now. I'm doing fix and flips with one of my good buddies. So anyways, that kind of makes it. So I have to be. You've got to be everything, man. You've got, <laughs> no, so yeah, you're all over the place. 
I didn't want to bring it up. The medication isn't working. I know what you wanted to say. No, it's not. I'm I'm uh I'm a little discombobulated, but you know, it helps having a good sized team that that's you know able to to keep the yeah. machine open, you know. Um well cool. Yeah, so sure. what about what other things are you obviously a big traveler, you like to you like to you're a woodworker, right? You like to brace canoes, which is the first thing I thought when I saw you. What other you <laughs> what about movie? You said somebody told me that you're like a movie nerd. Do you like are you a big movie somebody buff? I am a movie nerd. I am yeah, oh, I don't know. What art come from? Yeah, I am a I am a movie nerd, definitely. Um, I I mean, it's not that exciting. I'm just a nerd. I mean, I just like going. I just like uh, it, it. Kind of runs in the family. My brother is uh, he writes scripts. His wife is an uh, like a what you would call it, like a Broadway type actress. Um, it's just something I was raised on. We just like watching movies and and like you know value like. <laughs> figuring out if we like the uh the dialogue the scores all that kind of stuff it's just kind of a nerdy thing i like no no that's cool though i mean that's but it all comes down to like the way you were raised right i mean everybody like in my family like we i think we watched two movies my whole life or something like my mom was like oh, oh time to, you got time to watch family well you know what time it is it's time to clean a toilet or something so i was like guess what i'm not watching tv like we had a tv that i didn't even know how to turn it on like even today i'm like i grab a remote i'm like oh this is going to be a challenge <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> overcome this like oh but i can get online and of course i can go build something or do something and do a project but i'm like this whole yeah. like last night i remember i was watching i went to go watch tv and i was like literally i was trying to figure out like i can figure it out but it's like hulu or something i was like i don't even think i had this on my phone like i would look like an idiot i'm like uh you know i mean i can do no, it i just give up i don't know how to do it i haven't had a cable subscription in years i, I can't stand it. it drives me crazy yeah 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 but you do like movies though movies are kind of your deal I do like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what's your favorite movie favorite movie geez that's not a fair question i don't no. even know i don't yeah. even know i don't think i could i don't think i could answer that okay i remember like growing like kind of growing up i was a big fan like the movie big or tom hanks i don't know why i was like i wanted to like Great you know, movie. yeah, yeah. Jump. i was like god it looks like an awesome life you know good times i also you know another thing so this is gonna this is gonna touch on the boston thing I almost moved to Boston because of Goodwill Hunting. It was right when I was making a decision about a college, and I was either going to move yeah. to Chico because of Sierra Nevada, and we're not really because yeah. of Sierra Nevada, but I ended up moving there. But I went to and I wanted to go to Boston. Like that movie was like, you know, of course I wasn't going to get an MIT <laughs> fun like that, right? I mean, I'd get like the MTI or something they might let me in, but not MT, MIT. <laughs> um, but you know, it was. I remember seeing that movie, and I don't know why, but like with that, just the cast and just everything about it, it was like something where. And I ended up going to Boston. I love the city. I mean, there's like a college oh, yeah. every, every nine feet or something like that. It's like it's like most no, colleges sure. in the nation, something crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah. I was I was always intrigued by that. I I almost did, and that was because of a movie. Like there was, you know, so Goodwill yeah. Hunting is a good movie that I like. I'm trying to think what other ones. I, I went to the I, bar that they were in in Goodwill Hunting. Oh was, really? I think it's called the L Street. Is the L Street Bar? Yeah, you go in there and it's. It's obnoxious. It turned into a tourist thing, but it's from the outside. It's really cool. Like you go yeah. in there and they've got pictures of, of how it was shot and everything with uh, Matt Damon, Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's like exactly like you would expect, you know, just that pub yeah. feel and everything. Yeah. 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 Sure. I think it's a good too. I think I went to cheers too. Isn't cheers in Boston? I think it is. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, there's yeah, two yeah. of them. There's one that's that fake one, the tourist one, and then there's one that's actually the real one without anything out front. Uh, I went to the, the first one. I went to the fake one, and then uh, I told everybody, they're like, oh, God, why did you go to that? You I, might as well have gone to Applebee's. I think I probably went to the fake one because there was a sign out front. I think I took a picture and looked at the little sign. I was like, cheers. I did, too. I did, too. I did, Love being a tourist. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what would be... Cause man, you're, you're a, um, a different dude. What I mean by that is like, you're just the, the stuff that you do is just, is awesome. Like I, it's like, you're like, kind of like that free spirit, but what would, if there was like three adjectives that would describe you, what would those three adjectives be? Creative would be number one. Like while my brain tends to be a little bit more, what is it? Left brain, I guess, when you're mathematical, analytical, really when I'm happy, it's when I'm creative and it's, it's applied to SEO. Like I find creative ways to look at SEO. So I, I, I love that part. Um, probably another adjective would be um, driven. Cause I like, I like building things. I just like moving forward, doing more stuff. I never, ever get complacent. And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the last one would be non-complacent. <laughs> I didn't prepare yeah. these beforehand. It's just on the top of my head. I get, yeah. I just get scared crazy if I get stuck in one place. Like if you were to put me in a suburb and have me work from home, I would lose my mind in about four minutes flat. Mm. So I have to, have to be constantly moving around. So what do you, and is that why you, so when you say moving around, you mean just like new adventures, new things, things that are going on. Is it like, yeah. or is it like you're yeah, different? Yeah. Different physical. Yeah. Different physical addresses. Um, yeah. Moving around the country. It's like, I just don't like being staying put, you know, just cause after, after all the traveling and just realizing like what's out there and all the things that you can see, it's like, I can't, I can't go back to the normal nine to five working, working out of a suburb type of thing. You know, that's well, not my thing. Perhaps like the perfect job for you then. Right. I mean, like it doesn't get Pretty any much. better than that. You're right. I mean, it's like, yeah. they, they let you, it's a remote team. You can really go wherever, as long as you're getting your work done, which you have, you've been there seven years. So I think you put in the time to show that, you know, that you're going to, you're going to, you're doing a good job. So that's phenomenal. Um, well, you know, working from home, you work more hours than you do if you're in an office. That's yeah. There, there's such a misnomer with that. People don't understand remote work at all, really. Like it's, yeah. when you work at home, it's just so easy to open your, it's to your own detriment too. It's so easy to open up your laptop and crank out a couple extra hours of work. And then before you know it, you logged 12 hours that day, you know? So yeah, it, it does benefit employers. Yeah, I think so too. And you can tell when people aren't working, right? I mean, you can tell when things aren't getting done because you kind of have an idea of when they should be done. If they're not, they're not hitting the mark, then, you know, obviously that yeah. doesn't, doesn't know how to do remote work. I mean, my team is all remote. So I, I, for me, and I don't micromanage them. There's no, I, if I have to micromanage you, then you're not going to be on my team, right? You get your stuff done and there we go. And it's, we have processes and things in place. So I know if things are being done. So anyways, so what if, if I was to give you, if I was to give you $50,000, that's cold cash. I don't know what that is in Bolivia. That would probably be a lot of money. Last time I checked, how would you spend it? Like, what would you, was there something that would like, Probably other than travel, because I know you're going to go traveling. Don't give me that basic yeah. answer. God damn it. I'm looking at like, what, <laughs> what would you do? What would you do with 50,000? Like, what would like, is there something like you're like, I would go buy a, you know, bedazzled canoe because I like fake diamonds. Ooh, that's like canoes. Wow. I know. That is sexy. I don't think it's very aerodynamic or hydrodynamic. Probably. So aside from yeah aside from the bedazzled canoe which i which i love i'm gonna run that mm-hmm. up the flagpole with the team um I pro- honestly i'd probably invest it into building things you know i really like the idea of of building 
building tools, building small businesses, stuff like that. So I've probably invested in, in other ways to get passive income. I, I'm just fascinated with that. I'm starting getting into an area where I'm going to start building out a bunch of different training courses for things and selling those online. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of being able to help people and creating something once that just creates passive streams of revenue. So if I were to get that $50,000, I would probably use that to invest in things that would get me passive streams of of revenue or give me the time to create those things or the resources. We just started working on that. Like the, obviously I've known about passive income. There's other ways that I've gotten little passive income, nothing crazy, but that's what we're doing right now is a course. Uh, how to be an influencer.com is the course that cool. we're doing for, for exactly that passive income. And we also just started doing crazy affiliate stuff, um, which has really? been, so we've been driving a good, I and mean, we drive about my side, I drive about one seventy a month right around. And so now we're starting nice. to do some affiliate stuff. Right. So that's, you know, some, there's, there's, it's so funny. If you look at like people at first, I was like, God, having my own name is my domain like sucks. But then on the other side, I'm like, well, then I can do some stuff that, you know, you like, you know, if you went to Brath and said, Hey, I want to do affiliate stuff. They'd be like, mm, I don't know if we're going to do that. Right. We're going to, cause you're going to drive it to your own engine, right. And have clients and do that kind of stuff. So that has been the only, one of the only benefits of using my own name for my own company. Cause it's, but yeah, yeah. some pretty cool affiliate stuff and trying to get like, getting people in that, that monthly type deal where it's, you know, it's going reoccurring and I don't have to worry about it. Cause I'm, I have been heavy on the client side and now I'm with the courses and other stuff. I'm looking to kind of transition some of that so I can travel more so I can make money while I'm sleeping and work on the stuff that I want to work on. And I've yeah. been fortunate over the last few years that I have been able to work on what I work, want to work on. But anyways, just trying to work more on that. It's kind of like, you're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same exact thing. Yeah. All right, Jeff, Jeff Baker from Brafton. Buddy, Shane Barker, getting, I know Shane Barker. That's that's me. I mean, <laughs> Handsome redhead. Said it twice. I mean, strikingly, strikingly beautiful. I mean, it's Striking, a, I, I should have done something other than a podcast. I mean, this is like this is what the guests get to see every day, and I think if people just go, I just didn't know that you look like that. I mean, that's super amazing. Your parents must have been blessed, <laughs> or something you're, like you're that. Wasted on audio only. Really wasted. I know. I'm, I am a. I, I should be off to start doing more TV stuff because obviously I'm strikingly awesome and beautiful. Um, I don't believe all of that, but we're going to say that for the for the listeners. So if anybody needed to get in contact with you, because obviously you don't have a real address and we're not even sure where you're at right now, if you're even in Bolivia, or if you might be an FBI agent or CIA, we're not really sure what you are. But if they were to get in contact oh, with you through Brafton or whatever company you work for or don't work for, um, how would they do that? Yeah, you can find me at jeff.baker at brafton.com. Um, you can also check out our podcast, Above the Fold. That's on our, uh, we've got a landing page on the website. And we've also got that. You can just search that in iTunes. It'll pop up, Above the Fold. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I want to give out any personal information. No, okay, no, uh, no need. I think that was enough. They're going to. I am with the FBI. I think that's no, no. Yeah, <laughs> already, we've already got pictures of you and stuff. So I think that's cool. Last question I'm yeah. going to ask you. So are you, so you and Francis are still doing the podcast. Cause I didn't, is he's not Brafton anymore, right? And I know it's kind of, or is this, I not talk not. About? no, 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 that's fine. We can, we can talk about whatever you want, Shane. Okay. Talk about whatever you sure. want. Just want to make sure. Francis moved to, uh, we have a charity that we work with every year and he became the director of marketing for that charity. Uh, so cool. he moved to, 
yeah, I think it was about four or five months ago or so. Mm. His passion is in marketing. Like he was working a lot in content creation, which he's, he's very skilled at, but his yeah. real passion in, um, is, is in marketing, which is why mm. he kind of joined the podcast and, and like to have all those conversations with us. So he moved over there and asked them if it was all right, if he could continue doing this podcast under the name of Grafton. And they said, yeah, it was fine. Nice. So it's pretty much him and I, it's just business as usual. And honestly, that yeah. podcast just started because one day we're basically, we just call each other on the phone occasionally and start talking shit to each other. And we said, you know, yeah. it'd be kind of interesting to see what he wanted to hear this if we recorded it. And then it yeah. turned into a podcast. I'll tell you, man, I've done a lot of podcasts. Your, your guys' podcast is fun, man. Because it's just like, it's like, just take your gloves off and just go for it. When I like that, it is. you know, it's you know, it's like, you just got to have fun. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Which is the way it should Wrong. be. Well, good. I'm. I was worried that you and Francis had broken up or something. Man, I, I mean, because for me, it was more, I was worried about the kids. You know, like who gets the kids yeah. and like the weekends and stuff like that. And <sighs> the so dog. It's, I know. So, poor yeah, puppy. Exactly. But the house least, and a half. Yeah. At least we've got, it's just super awkward because then it's super cold, especially in Boston. Um, yeah. Well, cool, man. Shoot me an email, but brother, man, have fun out there. We'll be talking soon. All right, man. It's been fun. All right, bud. All right. Take care. All right. Take, okay. Bye. Bye.